another Sunday night rant where we're going to cover something that is going to help business people, salespeople, and everyone who just wants to be a better person. G'day everyone that's coming on. Good to see you on. Uh, yes, g'day Emil on his jet ski today. And Mole, Jazz, everyone that's coming in, good on you, Nagui. Ash Heckles, congratulations to the Melbourne Storm. And congratulations to Victorians who officially are out of prison and on parole is probably the best way to describe it. Out of prison and on parole. And good day, good day, Adam. Good day, everyone. Good day, Nick. How are you? Good day to everyone that's joining in. And I am I so excited today because I've been doing a bit of research from a wonderful book by Marshall Goldsmith. And today, my friends, we're going to cover 20 shit habits. 20 habits that if you can get away from doing them, you're going to be a better person. And I've got to tell you, I'm a work in progress myself. Because as I go through some of these, some of them, I get a tick. Some of them, I get a cross. But you know what? Life is about constant, never-ending improvement. And that's what the Sunday Night Rant is. Hello, Peter, who went to the same public school as I. And I'm very excited also because tomorrow in the real estate gym, we begin Hell Week. 50 connections minimum a day, all 50 pieces of new data. Everyone's expected to be live streaming daily and everyone is expected to be doing 50 minutes of exercise. So guys and girls, let's get the show on the road. And um, yes, Gladys. It's going to be another big week for Gladys. One of the and this one of the reasons I've spoken about it is there are so many learnings and lessons that you can get out of this case study with Gladys. Goody two shoes Gladys. There's so many case studies. Case study number one is this: know who you are and know who you stand for, and be sure of yourself because you're not then going to be influenced by Dodgy Daryl's. Dodgy Daryl the dickhead is probably DDD, right? It's going to mean that. The second thing I would say is that um, you've got to, you know, you've, you've got to go on intuition. If something doesn't feel right, you don't use the words, I don't want to know about that bit. It should be I don't want to know about that bid and we're finished. Anyway, let's move on, guys and girls, the three Ds. So the 20 habits, um, challenges in interpersonal behavior. So let's begin the show. Habit number one, that is not a good habit. Again, without sounding like a plagiarist, a lot of this work has come from Marshall Goldsmith, who wrote the book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. 
what got you here won't get you there. So let's go through it. By the way, this is going to be a very good rant. There is no swear words. It's educational. It's the equivalent of what someone would go charge people for webinars or conferences or some sales funnel system that's going to teach you something exciting. So feel free to tag and share this. So number one, number one bad habit is winning too much. Sounds weird, doesn't it? I'm supposed to be the guy that says, win, 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 don't lose. No, the need to win at all costs and in all situations is not good because it basically says that I will be um, so myopic. I don't care who I screw along the way because I need, I have to feel what win 100% of the time. Now, like if you're a real estate agent, you're not going to get 100% of the listings that you go to right? It mathematically cannot happen. In fact, if it is happening, you're not going to enough listing presentations. So winning too much and the win to win at all costs will make people do things that is not within their value system. It will stretch and get you to go past the boundary of what you have as acceptable standards of yourself. So winning too much, I can understand the need to let go of to have an expectation that you'll win too much and that you'll win at all costs. Number two, adding too much value. Again, what do I say? Be a value added provider. Show more, do more, give more. However, when you add too much value, you can, my friends, get into this overwhelming desire to want to actually throw your 20 cents worth on every topic, on every situation. And no one likes a smart ass. End of story. So that's the second one. Number three, passing judgment. Number three is passing judgment. The need to rate others and impose standards on others, right? Because basically what you're saying is that my barometer, my reference point will be how we will judge other people. So passing judgment is an example of someone who is pretty arrogant because what they're doing is they're trying to impose their standards onto others. Number four, number four. And by the way, if you've got any principles that are like this, just keep your eye on it because maybe they're not getting the best out of you. Number four, making destructive comments. Making destructive comments. Now, what I notice about people that make destructive comments, they can come in various forms. They can come in the form of sarcasm or they can come in the form of wit where you actually degrade another person with humor to elevate yourself. That is an example of it. So it doesn't necessarily mean that the destructive comments are verbally abusive. Often it can be sarcasm or, you know, humiliating people, right? Character assassinating people. Let's move on. In fact, I want to get rid of that banner. I don't like it. There we go. Number five, starting with one of these three words, 
No, but, however, I'll say that again, starting with one of these three words, but, no, or however. You see, the overuse of these, um, they're, negative, they're negative words because what they're basically saying implicitly is, I'm right, you're wrong. That's what they're saying when you use those three words. No, but, however, I'm right, you're wrong. Again, guys and girls, this doesn't mean you're a bad person. This basically is about you and I having a look at these qualities and say, can we improve on those? Can we improve on those? Because if we improve on those, we're going to be a better leader. We're going to be better at interpersonal behavior. We're going to be more likable. We're going to be able to have more people that are going to actually want to actually spend time with us. So let's move on to number six. Number six, telling the world how smart we are. Telling the world how smart we are. The need to show people that we're smarter than what um, they think we are. Don't like it at all. The minute I see someone that seems to be an expert on the stock market, on sport, in real estate, on any topic that comes up, and that they try and show their knowledge and intelligence on it, I think to myself, moron. Number seven, speaking when angry. And by the way, guys and girls, if you're finding this useful, please share it. Please tag someone, maybe text someone, bring them in. Yes, I like an audience. Speaking when angry. Um, you see this as a terrible management tool. You see this as a terrible management tool, and I've been the culprit of it myself. When you use emotional volatility to try and get stuff done, right? Speaking when angry. Not a sustainable long-term success strategy by a leader. And if you've got a boss that operates that way, set boundaries and say, I don't respect that. Number eight. Number eight is the negative sentence that says this. Let me explain why that won't work. The need to share our negative thoughts even when we are not asked. Let me tell you why that won't work. I mean, there's some people in life that have got a problem for every solution. You know the ones I'm talking about. You can just feel it's coming as they open up their mouth, right? They're opening up their mouth. They slowly open it up and you're just so used to them giving you every reason why that won't work. Rah! Number nine, terrible quality, withholding information. The refusal to share information in order to maintain an advantage on others. The refusal, the refusal to share information in order to maintain an advantage of others. Gang, can I say to you, the best thing that you can do is be a content creator and impact as many people as possible. Your advantage is that you will get trust 
and attention of these people who want to hear more of you. Not this bullshit story that people have that say, you know what? If you click here and you give me your name and your email, I'm going to give you a big secret. Or I know something you don't. Give me some money. Number 10, failing to give proper recognition, the inability to give praise and reward. Some people struggle with this. Some people really struggle with saying to someone, well done, you're doing great. You only made 20 sales last year and you're on track to do 30. That's great work. Or well done. You did a super result on that property. You got $30,000 more than reserve. Catch people doing things right. You want good behavior, you catch people doing the stuff you want them to be doing, right? And I've got to say, some people have got this struggle, this friction point of saying to someone, well done. And if you're a business owner right here, right now, Please remember this, people don't leave companies, they leave bosses. And one of the reasons that they leave bosses is that they're not recognized. Let's move on. Number 11, classic corporate strategy. Claiming credit that we don't deserve. Claiming credit that we don't deserve. Blah. I used to see this in the corporate world so much, you'd get someone that would come up and try and take the credit for all this good stuff that had happened, right? I've got to say to you, listen, anyone that's working out in corporate life, can I give you one piece of advice? Make your boss look good. Number 12, making excuses. You see, when you make excuses, you are needing to reposition your behavior as a permanent fixture so people can excuse us for it. That's what it is. If you, is. I'm going to say that again. The need to reposition our annoying behavior as a permanent fixture so people can excuse us for it. I've got to tell you, you've got to ruthlessly eliminate excuses apart from it being really unattractive. One of the number one reasons why I want you to squash it, suffocate it, kill it, is that when you make excuses, you're taking your power away from the fact that you could actually do something about it. When you're making excuses, what you're actually doing is you're sort of saying, there's nothing I can do. And I've got to tell you that takes your power away. Guys and girls, I have a motto. I use it consistently. It helps me. It's a mantra. If it's got to be, it's up to me. I'm not going to wait for some Prince Charming to be waiting at the end of a railway station that's going to save me. I'm not going to be waiting for Dodgy Daryl to save me. I'm not going to be waiting for Daniel Andrews to save me. I'm going to save myself. And there's a lot of great real estate people who've adapted fantastic in Victoria over the last few months. I've got a hand 
They didn't sit there and whinge and complain. They took advantage of virtual inspections. They took advantage of the time to clean their database. They decided to upskill themselves and learn some new education that's going to help them moving forward. They went off and they actually decided that they would go off and set up a tri-call and be calling their people. They became kings of product knowledge in their marketplace. And you know what? They're the ones, they're the ones that are going to actually benefit now that things are opening up. And by the way, while we're talking about that, get on the damn phone and ring up your pipeline and tell them to put their property on the market in the next week or two, because that Melbourne market's going to be flooded with real estate. And we know what oversupply means, softening off prices. You want a reason to call a vendor tomorrow? That's the exact reason. Get on the market. You'd rather be on the market now in isolation than in competition in November and December. Let's move on. Quality number 13, that we as humans must learn to try and eradicate or at least improve. And by the way, what are we talking about here today? We're talking about sorting ourselves out, sorting ourselves out. And Paul, Paul, I've got to tell you, Paul Schweiler, you've done incredible stuff. I've been following what you've been doing on COVID, mate. Well done. So guys and girls, I'm saying to you right here, right now, Clinging to the past is number 13. Clinging to the past. Hey, Christopher from UK. Good to see you. Clinging to the past. The need to deflect blame away from ourselves and onto events from people in our past is a subset of really blaming other people. Think about it. When we cling to the past, we're really blaming other people. When we cling to the past, what we're doing is... We're living in a place of the past. We're living in a place, we're living in a place, we're living in the past residence. The past is not a place of residence. The past should be a place of reference. I'm not saying you ignore it. You use the lessons from the past. You don't actually live in the past. Let's move on. Playing favorites. Playing favorites. Failing to see that we are treating someone unfairly. Guys and girls, this is bad in business. When you have someone for whatever reason that decides that they're gonna be unfair and treat one person better than the other person. And um, I've got to say to you, like um, it sends a message out to people that this guy or girl is not the real deal. This person is trying to win a popularity contest by picking someone for a reason. That's not leadership. Number 15, refusing to express regret. I'm going to read this. The inability to take responsibility for our actions, admit we're wrong or recognize how our actions affect others. Refusing to express regret. So let me think about things What are some of the things I regret? Hey, I probably regret um, not toning my language down earlier in my life when my girls were still growing up and they were exposed to it. Um, I probably um, I probably regret um, having played at 
a little bit too safe and needing an illness to wake me up from my coma of 35 years, thinking that time was a non-ending commodity and that tomorrows were endless, I probably regret, yeah, not sort of going all in earlier on in my life. I probably regret that until I suffered, I used to discount people that weren't operating at the standard and capability and diligent level that I expected, thinking that they were lazy. But now I just sort of know people are doing the best they can under their circumstances. So I probably regret having such a, you know, arrogant attitude. I probably, I probably regret, um, I probably regret, I should have probably, I should have had more trips away with my brother. Number 16, not listening, not listening. The most passive aggressive and greatest forms of disrespect that you can have to your colleagues, your friends, your family, your clients, not listening not listening, totally disrespectful. Guys and girls, two ears, one mouth. Think about the ratio. Number 17, failing to express gratitude. This is the most basic form of bad manners. I mean, seriously, what gives you the right to be pissed off about your situation when there's a good chance that there's some chick that's been born with HIV in Ethiopia today? You've won the birth lottery big time and so have I. Why should we be whinging about the fact that we could only do two hours of exercise a day if we're in Melbourne? I mean, seriously, were you doing more than two exercise hours before COVID? Punishment for the messenger. Punishing the messenger is number 18. The misguided need to attack the innocent who are usually only trying to help us. Tell your vendors when you sign up the listing, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, at times I'm going to give you some information that's going to come from the buyers about your home that they might not like and they might even give us an offer that you might not like. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm trying to help you get from stuck to unstuck. Don't shoot the messenger. Not a good quality. Number 19, passing the buck. The need to blame everyone but ourselves. Passing the buck. It's not my fault. And number 20, an excessive need to be me. Exalting our faults as virtues simply because they are who we are. Hey, that's sort of saying, hey, it's not my fault. That's just me. Well, damn, do something about it. You've got choice. It's not my fault. I'm just an evil person, so I killed him, right? It's just who I am. You've got free will. You picked up the damn gun. An excessive need to be me. Do you understand, everyone, that as human beings, 
unlike animals, we have choices. And things get better by choice, not by chance. And where you are today is the culmination of every decision you've made, which led into an action, which led into a result. Change your choices, you change your actions. Change your actions, you get a different result. That's free will, guys and girls. That's free will. Everyone has the opportunity to choose at any time to be hurtful, to be helpful, or to be harmful. And guys and girls, these 20 qualities we ran through today, they're basically us talking about these things are not helpful. They're actually harmful. Work on them. We're humans. Work in progress. Guys and girls, I'm going to go to sleep. I've got a big week. It's hell week. And so do my real estate gym members. We've got a lot of work to do this week, gang, because it's uh, the time of the year, October, November, December. This is where the real business is earned. If you look at our numbers in real estate, October, November, December contributes significantly to our yearly productivity. And now, with a great easing of restrictions in Melbourne, we've got this golden opportunity to get out there and uh, make hay while the sun shines. Guys and girls, I'm signing off and I wanna let you know my rant today is also being supported by my sponsors, which is Agent Box, the number one CRM system I've seen in real estate, and I've seen them all. Campaign Agent, Seth Watts and the great team there. Man, I wish this was around when I was listing and selling real estate. The easiest way to get vendor paid advertising. They don't give you any money up front. Love it. Of course, Anywhere Auctions, who are basically going to be running this place now because with 10 people only at an auction, the hybrid auction model is here to stay, guys and girls. And it's not just going to happen past COVID. We simply know people like the fact that they can look at an auction and not be there live streamed. And of course, before you bid, without a doubt, before you bid, my friends, is a great system. Think about it. You get one building inspection for around 50 bucks. You don't have to go back and forward meeting each builders. You can know, the vendors can know that there's not a problem with the property when they go onto the market. Check them out. Guys and girls, signing off.